we had come off an adult summer camp. So I knew it wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to roll a slip and slide out in the middle of the conference room and be like, who's coming down here with me, right? Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, behind the scenes, unfiltered, no holds barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. I'm not in a rock band. I'm certainly not in Norway's fastest growing rock band, but I know someone who is. You love to say that line, don't you? I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of the Community Location Indie, and you can learn more at locationindie.com. We're about the travel, the freedom, and the good times. I don't know why I'm saying that. We don't have that in our tagline. We're all about the good times. Uh, We did have a good time at our summer camp for adults. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, First, yes, I will plug Laundry House is the name of the band. And we just released our EP. It's out where you can stream songs anywhere. So if you search Laundry House, listen to uh, listen to the EP. Check us out. White Lies is the first single of the. That's true. White Lies. White Lies is the first one I heard. But I I will say that at Camp Indie, before anyone else got to hear the EP. You played it for me when we were hanging at a huge farmhouse in Kent, Connecticut, pre-camp indie. Uh, we're supposed to have the whole team there, but for various reasons, uh, different members of the team couldn't come. And so it ended up being me, you, and Stephanie uh, in this massive renovated barn uh, that could sleep like 12, but really then only slept three of us uh, for most of the time. And uh, we got a little Laundry House EP session before it officially dropped. Uh, so some good times, some good times there. Uh, we got to give a shout out, as you mentioned, Stephanie and and the team, uh, everybody involved with Camp Indie on our team who did all of the stuff that we couldn't do because we can't do it alone. That's for sure. So let's give some shout outs here, Trav. Yeah, it takes a village to have an amazing adult summer camp, I think is the the takeaway of this podcast. Yeah, Stephanie um, came out, hung out in person um, and did all the basically back at like the logistics uh, cabin assignment. So if you went to Camp India and you liked your cabin assignment, that's all Stephanie. I mean, all the last minute logistics, well, not even just last minute, but everything leading into camp as well really took the reins and and got to handle all that as jay and i got to figure out what we we're going to do for the programming and kind of write our talks and got to have the mental space and the energy to deep dive into that uh while stephanie handled all the logistics that was huge um vanessa who was our camp director was handling a bunch of the logistics. I mean, this is for the last two years. Uh, Jay, her and you worked really close to handle a lot of the logistics that needed to be done, um, you know, further in the past. And then she was kind of the on point person at the camp as well. So basically, though, between those two, 
they took a lot of, I, I use this word, it's just a cool word, but it's mean that they took a lot of the logistics and planning off of our plate. Yeah. And then there was a lot of the back end stuff leading up to the camp and emails and whatnot as well. And that includes, you know, Lily and Marquise and Casey when she was involved with camp and, um, uh, we just Kelly, a shout out who Kelly. made yes. Kelly, who designed and Kristen. built and yes. So, um, Anyway, yeah. shout outs to everybody. Uh, it was an amazing experience. We should talk about it and just share with everybody what Camp Indie meant to us. And just another reminder, I guess, along the way, why events are such a great and powerful thing to attend. I know we talked about it on the podcast before, but this one was extra special, Trav. Yeah, one of the nicest compliments that we could get um, came from Don. And Don, we had met, or at least I had met, I'm not sure if you have met, had met him before, Jay, at the World Domination Summit, which we've talked about at length before. But that is an event run by a guy named Chris Gillibo, who uh, is, and it's the event that Jason and I actually haphazardly met at. And a lot of our entrepreneurial friends and our entrepreneur circle has grown out of that event. And that World Domination Summit is the reason, one of the major reasons why we also wanted to have an event because we knew that it was coming to a close. They had done it for 10 years and that was coming to a close. And, and we knew how much of an impact that event had had on our lives. And we wanted to try to replicate that in our own way at an event and kind of hopefully take some of the reins from, from that event and and to, again, put our own spin on it. And so Don has been to a, a bunch of WDSs and I had met him there before. So he is well-versed in the cool, fun conference uh, trail. And he came and said, you know, this gives me the same feeling that I've gotten every time that I've gone to WDS. He said, this seems like a very natural progression of what that was. And uh, that to me spoke volumes because that was what we were going for. It's obviously a different type of event. It's it's much smaller. Uh, it's at an adult summer camp, so it's more experiential based than than WDS to a degree, because you're living in cabins together, not dispersed out over a city. But um, the vibe and the feeling that that we have always felt at WDS is what we we're trying to create at Camp India. And so to hear someone say that without us telling him, without us saying, "Hey, we're trying to do this." Um, meant the world. So, uh, Don, thank you for that. And the, uh, just the, the kind words that we got from every single camper who, who essentially said, if you were, if we knew you were having it next year, which spoiler alert, we're, we're, we don't know if we're having it, uh, based just on COVID and, uh, how difficult it was to finally pull this one off after two and a half years. Um, almost every single camper that I can think of came up to us personally and said, I will buy a ticket next time you have this. This was so amazing. Cassidy even said, take my credit card right now. I don't care when it is. I don't care how much it is. Just go charge it. And I said, well, just I'm not going to do that. Um, but make us a promise that that, you, that you'll come back. And she said, as soon as you open up tickets, I'll be the first one to buy. So getting to hear that from the campers means the world to us because we know, Jay, how it felt for us. And we'll get into that. But you know, hearing it from the people who you put this event together for and having such glowing reviews, that really is makes every single difficult, 
time over the last two and a half years of trying to get this off the ground worth it times 10. Yeah. And of course, we like to sprinkle in some business lessons here for you, the listener in this podcast. And one of those, I think, is when you put on an experience or put out a product or anything like that, how can you build it or create it in a way that has that effect on your customers, your attendees, your community, whatever you call your sphere of people. In our case, it's really about community, right? Fostering, cultivating that community vibe. So when everybody comes together, I think one thing we really did well, uh, and shout out again to Vanessa for kind of suggesting this was to do a couple of calls before the event. You know, we have the community that some people were in, but some people were not in the location in the community. We were able to bring some people together on some calls leading up to the event. Your version of that might be some pre-event networking, meeting some people that are going to be there. But if you are a business owner, maybe that's one thing you want to do is facilitate that, right? How can you create an awesome experience? How can you set yourself up for success, create an awesome experience? So when you put out products, services, experiences, what can you do to add that wow factor to, to make it so when people get your thing, whatever it is, they go to your thing, your thing, like I'm saying that, uh, they're just like, wow, this thing is awesome. And here, take, I want to do it again. Take my credit card or whatever, or just this this was transformative. And I know not every product and service like transforms somebody's life in certain ways, but at the same time, a lot of them have that potential. Even if you think about you know, boring software products or whatever, they still might save you time and there's still even things that they can do. I mean, look at ConvertKit's a great example of an email marketing platform. They're an email marketing software, but they hold like conferences like kind of what we did bring together inspirational speakers. It's like they're an email marketing software, but they do this for their community. So how can you add those vibes to your thing? I think is an important question to ask yourself. And what can you do to create that wow factor? Yeah. And I think on a logical level, it means like, are people recommending your thing and are people talking about it to other people? And that that's the that's really the next level right is is not only do you give someone a, a good experience and as jay said at an event it, that's a different experience than if you're using a software product but how do you give people an experience that they then want to share with others um and it's not always easy to do but if you put some thought into it beforehand you have a much better chance of achieving it and if you put some thought into it beforehand and then you also you know kind of look at it and do a post mortem and say hey are people talking about this the way that i want them to be talking about it? like did this wow them if not hey what could we as you said sprinkle in because you're not going to get it right the first time or every time but yeah make sure that one of the parts of your post mortem of any time you launch something or put something out there is to go back and say what could have made this more of a wow factor. Um, and as Jay mentioned, just look at some other products that, that do it. You know, what do they do? What do they do? How do they take their most rabid fans and make them even more loyal and more rabid? You know, how are they playing into that? And um, I, I, it can be done with products across the board. Obviously, experiences and events, you and I personally 
feel more comfortable in that in that arena because we like you know as travelers and you know the people we attract are travelers we those people relish experiences new experiences right and they have curiosities so that doesn't why- everybody you know, I mean, I think a good example is you right at, on the back of Camp Indy, you went to a real estate conference and you saw the contrast between those two events. You were actually speaking and you, you know, in your own way, in that room that you had your opportunity, you created those vibes for people at a conference where those vibes didn't exist. So talk about that because you did bring up the room and wake them up. That is true. Uh, yes, I went to the real estate conference. It was very good for learning, but it was light on excitement, especially in the sessions. Right? They they did a cool thing like where they had. Uh, so so I'll give you an example of how they did it at, at a traditional conference model, which means hotel room, conference rooms, breakout rooms. You know, the, anyone who's been to a conference sort of normal n- thing. Yeah. Nor, knows that they did a thing where they we did a parade down bourbon street the last night with a full band and all that so like That's they cool. did events yeah out so and that was the last night so it was after i'd spoke so i was like oh this is really boring and then i saw a few things that they did uh the night before they did a happy hour with a person wearing like a champagne flute dress and she'd walk around so like you were taking champagne flutes off of the dress it was very interesting so they did a little uh, stuff like after hours stuff, but the, the the conference itself during the day was was pretty boring uh, and stock standard, like you would at a normal conference. And I I was leading a panel for one of the sessions. I'm like, well, I don't want to do boring. I just came off Camp Indy, you know. And so we we're in the big conference room, 600 people, you know, didn't even have enough mics for everyone on the panel. People in the back couldn't even see the front of the stage. You know, so it wasn't set up exactly how uh, to be conducive. But I just said I'm going to have fun with this, and so I walked in. I was the MC uh, in the beginning. I got everyone standing up. I got everyone. I was like, find someone you don't know. Go answer this question, which was uh, I, I don't even remember the question at this point. Like, where if you could have a house anywhere in the world, where would it be? Something like that. You know, something that anyone can answer. They got talking. You know, all that. I had them stand up. You know, for how how many properties they have, you know, so I got people engaged, got people moving and then ran around the room with a microphone, getting people up, asking questions, just trying to be interactive. Um, and so that was much different than, than the other panels. And I even told them straight up, I want this to be the most fun and informative session that you have at, at the conference. And if it is come tell me afterwards. And I had a lot of people coming up to me saying, you were right. That was the most fun one. So yes, there's, Talk Even about when you're setting an intention. Yeah, well, I just knew, right? Like we had come off an adult summer camp. So I knew it wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to roll a slip and slide out in the middle of the conference room and be like, who's coming down here with me, right? But I, I knew that they, I could bring a little bit of that vibe. And so, yeah, even if you're doing something that you think isn't geared towards an adult summer camp type vibe, you can bring your own flavor to it. Um, I think that's a really good point, Jay. It's just, I, I think, you know, the, the best way to put it is like, be true to yourself too, right? Like if it's not in your personality to be hyper and energetic and run around the room with a microphone and do that, well, you don't have to do that, but there's ways that you can bring in a wow factor to them that aren't, isn't always about high energy. So if you're sitting there saying, well, I'm an introvert, that's fine. Uh, there were some speakers at this, this 
um, real estate conference who were introverts, but there were still some wow factors. Like the one guy, I'll just bring this up. He was an economist. He was, a, a, I mean, there was a million graphs. Jay, at the end of this, my head hurt. Like I, he was talking about stuff that I didn't even understand. But then he'd throw in like a few jokes and you knew they were rehearsed and you knew they were thought out ahead of time and you knew he wasn't doing it like on his feet, but they were funny. And I'm like, okay, now this dry, boring, but informative economics lesson has a little bit of pizzazz to it. Right. And so no matter who's going you are, with the it, uh, Ben Stein mode of uh yeah right like like you could tell it was rehearsed yeah and it, you could tell that it, he had thought about it and he put you know and there was like three jokes in a row and then he got back into economist mode and was like and now i'm going to tell you about seven year rolling averages it's like okay but it was enough to to be like oh speaking of rolling that. averages have you seen the, I, don't know, I don't have an economy joke um i'm at a loss so that that's one that's a that's a great lesson that people can take from our perspective, I think it's important that we talk about camp from our perspective because um, it blew us away. Uh, you know, I'm glad it blew the attendees away and that everyone there had such an amazing time. But I personally, and I'll see how you're feeling. I'll let you pop in a second. I was nervous that I was nervous about a few things. One that it was um, that that we'd have some logistical problems, meaning. Uh, you know, it's an in-person event. COVID is still happening. Um, you know, is that going to rear its head? That didn't, thankfully. So that that was good. Um, we took a lot of precautions to make sure that didn't happen. So again, kind of planning on the front end. The second thing I was nervous about was, you know, because people hadn't seen each other, you know, we hadn't done an in-person event for a while. You and I hadn't been in front of people in a live setting in a while. Um, I was like, is this going like, are people going to be so used to being in front of screens that they almost not don't know how to act around other people, but can we get this momentum going? Because it has been about a year and a half, two years of a bit of a slog. And, uh, what we found was that I think the energy had been pent up, especially with this group that once we were able to hang out together, it was even better than it probably would have been. You know, if we weren't in this kind of unique situation of two years of being, you know, not around many people. Well, I think that added to the, you know, that added to the magic of the event as well. Sort of first bigger gathering for a lot of people. It was, I think we had a total of around between 65 and 70 people. So it wasn't huge, but it was a nice size. And we had this beautiful camp to ourselves. We had beautiful weather that certainly didn't hurt. I think, oh man, so lucky with that. So lucky from my perspective. Well, and I know you feel the same, but it, it, the most satisfying moment is when, you know, because the experience that you create on paper and in your head still has to come to life logistically, of course, or there are those concerns, as you mentioned, but also people have to vibe with it. And you don't, that's sort of the X factor. You don't know. I I was I had a pretty strong guess. Hey, if we get a group of people like this in a room anywhere with you know just plain walls and and not much going on, they're probably going to figure out how to get, have a good time. So then you throw in an '80s dance party and some awesome talks and zip lines and all this different stuff. So it's I'm not surprised, but at the same time, until you see it happen, until you see the energy and feel the energy and still 
until start people connecting and having a good time, you, you don't really, you can't really relax. And then you get to the event and then you see it's happening. And then that is the most satisfying thing when you stand back. And I always have these moments at the events and experiences that we've hosted where you stand back and you see, you know, this group, this table can, I remember when I was doing my talk, you know, and I had people doing sort of conversations and I would try to get back to the talk and people kept saying, no, no, wait. And I'm like, all right. It happened like three or four times. I'm like, all right, I guess this is a good talking point because people are, you know, and they're having dinner and they're like talking and you're just kind of standing there like, wow, this is cool. We were able to have the privilege to create this space for people where they can have conversations and connect. And that's what you hope for when you're hosting an event, at least what we hope for, right? We just want to create that space where our community can come together and they can connect with each other and help each other out. I know we're getting buzzed out by Chris, but we're going to have to go a little over here and uh, just cultivate that and and provide it and and be of service in that way. And, and I love that coming out of these events, people stay in touch. There's you know stuff that happens that you don't even know. And it's just so rewarding to see it happening in real time at the event. I think that's the thing I am most proud of when it comes to this event. Not, hey, we pu- we pulled it off despite COVID, or you know, or the amount of people there, or anything like that. But when I would stand back, and you and I thankfully had a lot of time to stand back and see this because the team handled a lot of logistics, and then in a moment, I just want to get to the the camp handling a lot of the the logistics and a lesson that we learned from that. But we had some time to stand back and. You know, I probably did this, I don't know, seven, eight times throughout camp where there'd be a big group. You know, we, we, we did everything together for the most part. So everyone was in the same sessions. Uh, there were no breakout rooms, which I think was really a neat experience because we had a smaller group to, to bring everyone to the same sessions and not break you out into, into different sessions. But just stand back and look at the people who were conversing with each other and just sit there and think, wow, in no other place other than this community. And this is why I'm so proud of it because the people who are part of this community and who made up camp and, and who you know are so amazing. In no other place would someone who is a gemstone carver who, uh, and I'm talking about E. Paul now, who, who's had like the world's craziest jobs, who you know, was about ready to leave on his first real international trip to go over to Italy and who was playing a ukulele, right? Would be standing talking with Steven who like had to go to a christening that, that morning, like after he was leaving camp. And here he was, he used to like work in midtown, midtown Manhattan. And he was all dressed in like a suit and looked super dapper. And it come from a corporate world. And he paused there with his, little uh little newsboys hat and and you know his ukulele i'm like this just brings all types of people together and what's cool about that is it doesn't matter what you've done in the past or your background or where you come from or how much travel experience you have or any of that it just matters that you're going after a common goal and that's to you know to steal a line from the WDS tagline but that's to lead an unconventional life and and in the way that we phrase that is you're going after the triangle of freedom time location and financial freedom so that you can leave lead your best lifestyle and you know to stand back and just see these people chatting 
and having these in-depth conversations and forming these relationships, uh, despite the, you know, the differences that they might have surface level differences was truly amazing. And I am really proud that there wasn't like clicks, you know, I think at, at this type of stuff, like clicks can form. Right. And I, you just didn't see that. Well, this and is, I, I mean, this comes down to, I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I was going to say, this comes down to trying to fall, like create an environment where I had people come up and say, you know what? It's so great about this. I, I don't feel like anybody's judging anybody, mm. you know, mm. that was really one of the ultimate compliments, right? Yeah. Yep. I, I would agree. It was it was such a judgment-free zone. It was everything that Planet Fitness wants to be uh, with all their judgment-free zone stuff when you go into one of their things. It, it was exactly that. It was like, come, enjoy yourself, be who you are, do stuff that, that scares you, um, which included, you know, us, Jay, climbing up like a 40 or 50-foot like ropes course thing and then jumping off and trusting the belay would hold people were water skiing. Like it was push, it was pushing yourself in an environment where you felt totally safe. Um, and that was such a unique experience. I, I did want to add when we talk about the environment, one of the best parts and one of the lessons that, that we learned is that having a good partner on board. And that means in this case, it was the camp, right? The, like club getaway where we had it. Um, we stressed out about the logistics a lot and made sure all our I's were dotted and T's were crossed. And I'm glad we did. But looking back, man, now that we know, I mean, they just had their stuff on lockdown. A, the food was incredible. I mean, they were serving us like paella and steak, right? At a camp, uh, like good paella and good steak and a dessert table with like 17 desserts. I'm still trying to work off to this day. Um, but I think the thing that sums it up was we, Jay, you and I on the middle of the day on Saturday, we were walking back from doing the ropes course. I just had an awesome time. We were cresting the hill, coming down to the lake uh, on a beautiful Saturday um, in Kent, Connecticut. Uh, sun was shining and I call Heather, my wife, and I'm like, hey, just want to check in. And she goes, you guys seem really relaxed for two guys who are in the middle of your own event. And we said, yeah, that's because we haven't had to do anything. Um, we were like, we just left the ropes course. And now we're going to lay on a huge inflatable lake toy where we can slide down like a 20 foot high rubber slide. And I'm someone's going to push a I'm still sore from that, by the way. It's like someone's going to push a boat, a beer out to us. And we're going to have a beer on the lake. And I, we just that was a testament to having a partner the camp in this case, who just had their stuff so locked down and they told us they would, but you never know until you do something. And when you get to experience working with someone or, or a group of people who are so good at what they do, it's a huge, huge relief. And it's just like, and it, it makes a good experience an amazing experience. It was. And just want to, I know we got to wrap this up here, but I just want to thank everybody that came without you, the event isn't an event, <laughs> right? Thank everybody listening to this podcast right now, because without you, we don't have a podcast. So there's all, uh, it takes really the community and that's what this was all about. So uh, don't forget to wow your own audience, customers, attendees, insert whatever word you use there. Uh, find a way to incorporate who you are in into your thing and create a space for people, have a good time, 
enjoy life, listen to some Laundry House. Yeah, if you guys are interested, we are, we full disclosure, not sure when we will do Camp Indy again. Uh, our plan is to do it again and do it, at, you know, as soon as possible. We'd love this to be a annual event, but because of COVID and because of all the stuff involved in that and, and, and all, uh, don't have tickets to sell you at this point. But the easiest way to to kind of see what's going on is going to campindy.com. You could sign up for the wait list there. Um, or of course, if you're already on our email newsletter list over at locationindy.com, we'll be sending out information as soon as we know when we're rolling it back out again. Um, we'd love for you to come and be and be a part of that and get to experience if you're listening to this podcast and and you like it because a lot of people who are at Camp Indy came through our podcast, Jay. Um, and you like it, uh, we would love to have you and get to experience firsthand and in person the magic that happens when you bring like-minded people together and get to uh, just turn them loose on having fun and helping each other and motivating and supporting and encouraging each other. So check it out, campindy.com. You can hop on the specific waiting list for tickets. But if you're on our main mailing list, we'll also be letting you know as well when we roll this out again because I, I didn't get to water ski this time. Uh, it was like the one thing I want to do that I didn't get to do. So we got to do camp. I mean, we got to do camp again, if only for that purpose for me. <laughs> for sure. Thanks for your time. And we'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. <laughs>